Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Juan Mejia, and today we'll be studying Eruvin Daf Tzadi Aleph, the 91st page of Tractate Eruvin. The topic of Eruvin is the management of space, um, and the paradigmatic example thus far in the tractate is taking stuff from my house, which is clearly my own private uh, domain, my Rashut HaYachid, into the street, which is Rashut HaRabim, or, or the public domain, or vice versa, taking things from the street into my house. In the ninth chapter of Eruvin, uh, which the, the, the following uh, couple of, of pages in the couple next couple of days that we're going to be dealing with, uh, explores different aspects, uh, other components of the Talmudic urban landscape, such as roofs, courtyards, and fields. Now, these are special in the sense that they are clearly private property. Uh, They are owned by particular individuals. They have clear boundaries. But because of the way they are set in the city, they have... Uh, sort of a natural affinity, a natural continuity. And according to uh, three opinions that are brought in the opening Mishnah of this uh, chapter that we studied a couple of days ago, uh, there is the possibility of transferring property from one roof to the other, or from one courtyard to the other, from one field to the other, or according to some uh, opinions, even from uh, the roof to the courtyard and so on, uh, showing that there is a continuity that is neither uh, that doesn't behave quite uh, like Reshut uh, Yahid, like the private property that we have been studying. Now, for today's daf, I want to show uh, a double paradox that appears in our daf, which is the very strange notion that uh, an eruv might make the transfer of property impossible. Now, so far in our tractate, Eruvin, this uh, legal mechanism through which we combine different properties, different spaces, and make them as one, is what allows us to transfer property uh, on Shabbat. Otherwise, it would be forbidden. It would be one of the 39 uh, forbidden melachot of Shabbat. But in this particular page, twice, uh, the rabbis bring an example of in which if we do not declare an Eruv, according to one of these uh, three opinions brought in the Mishnah, actually we can uh, transport in Shabbat, while if any of the local uh, owners of these private properties, of the roofs or the, or the courtyards or the fields, de- actually declares an Eruv, that makes it impossible for um, the person to transfer property. Uh, the first paradox is found uh, roughly in the middle of the of the first uh, of the Aleph part of our of our daf uh, in the opinion of the Amora 
Rav, he says, Amar Rav, Halachake Rabbi Shimon. Rav, Rav says, uh, the law follows Rabbi Shimon, uh, that is that one can transfer from the roof to the courtyard, from the courtyard to the to the field uh, through these contiguous uh, pr- uh, semi-private properties. Vehushelo irvu, as long as they have not declared an eruv, aval irvu lo. But if they declare an eruv, then the transfer of property becomes. Uh, impossible. Now, the concern, uh, I'm not going to go into the nitty-gritty details, the concern is that if uh, you allow, uh, if if somebody declares an eruv, which would allow them to take stuff from their house into their courtyards, into the street, then they would take things from their houses into, um, into the, um, the courtyards and among the courtyards. Uh, which uh, is forbidden, right? The the Mishnah in our in our ninth chapter only allows the transfer of properties, uh, of the the transfer of objects between these contiguous properties. If I left something on the roof, then I can take it from roof to roof. If I left something on my courtyard, then I can transfer it to uh, adjacent courtyards or adjacent fields. But uh, apparently, you cannot take things from your house into um, into the courtyard and then from the courtyard to these uh, adjoining uh, properties. So here, very clearly, Talmud is telling us: if you declare on a roof, then you can't uh, then you can't uh, move property uh, efficiently, which in many ways is is self defeating. Uh, it's a self defeating eruv. Um, on the top of the bet side of the page, uh, we have. A complicated example in which there are two properties that on a vertical plane are on different levels. Um, and the conclusion again is that uh, this only works, the, comb- the, the, the transfer of property is only efficient if they did not do an Eruv. But if they did an Eruv, then uh, the transfer of property is impossible. Now, what I would like to point out about this paradox, which uh, does not affect the law. According to the opinion of the Talmud, uh, the law, the halakha follows Rabbi Shimon, which means that whether you declare an Eruv or not declare an Eruv, uh, you can transfer property from a roof to another roof, from a roof to a courtyard, from a courtyard to a courtyard, from a courtyard to a uh, field, you can transfer a, a property across these semi-private uh, adjoining uh, uh, properties, but what I see in this in this daf is really a meditation about the flexibility of space. The rabbis beheld their cities as having a sort of given quality to them. When they saw their their skyline, when they saw their roofs, they saw them as as one space. Uh, And the question then was whether through their reworking, through the the legal reworking of the space by the creation of an Eruv, can we supersede the natural sort of givenness of space? 
do we have the power, just by imagining it so, to redraw the borders of our cities? Or does geography, does culture, does really physicality determine uh, that a space is, 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 it must be used in a certain way? Um, and the whole idea of Eruv has been a challenge to that notion that space somehow is a given, is stable, right? Because I can turn uh, clearly disjointed uh, 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 spaces into one simply by declaring it so and, and, and having a meal and by a, by a halachic declaration I can make many spaces into one. This flies in the face of, of, of the givenness of space. But in this, uh, in this daf, by following the halacha like Rabbi Shimon, what the rabbis are telling us is there is something when you have two courtyards, one next to the other, there is a natural human tendency to behold this as, a, as, as one property and therefore to uh, allow uh, transfer of, of goods or objects between these properties. When you have two roofs, one next to the other, this is telling you, in many ways, its, its essence is telling you uh, uh, that you can transfer in this in this continuous uh, space. And um, even though we can play in our minds and halachically try to redraw the boundaries of space, eventually we 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 come face to face to to the the givenness the solidness of of what is already there and 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 rabbi shimon's halacha affirms look when things are together you are uh, uh together and, and contiguous and, and sort of on the same plane this is just an invitation to consider this one uh continuous space uh, I will see you tomorrow with Daf 92. This is Rabbi Juan Mejia for Daily Daf Differently. Shalom. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.